0: Wesley, <laughs> <Sorry>. Brian Paul, <laughs> I don't know why, I don't know why that I made myself laugh. Um, do you like how I phrased uh, today's thumbnail in the form of a Jeopardy question?
1: <laughs> I, didn't, um, I didn't do, I didn't do it
0: on purpose. I just looked at it. <laughs> for $300. What, what is no, Brian? What, what is no? I didn't. For $300, <laughs> a virtual art house cinema, ding, ding, ding. What is theater 42?
1: I'll take uh, concepts <laughs> that are dead before they launch for five hundred bucks. Uh,
0: that would be uh, that would be that would be way more than I'm capable of doing right now on the fly. <laughs> as, I, as as I'm copying and pasting uh, Looper's tip into the uh, run the show. <sighs> All right, man, uh, we got some shit to talk about, so let's get this ball rolling. Let's get the show on the road. Let's get this dump truck moving. Let's press go. Where's the button? Where's the button? There's the button. Huh. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is how today's gonna go what's this is psvr games cast live oh jesus christ where we film live every single monday wednesday Wednesday, and friday right here live on youtube 6 p.m <laughs> eastern um if you like watching things live then you're in the right place if you don't like watching things live then maybe you're in the right place on your own time and with some sci-fi GameCat henry timestamps in the description below uh possibly you're driving somewhere Possibly you're taking a walk. Possibly you're at the gym, jogging on a treadmill, and you're listening with earbuds in on podcast services of your choice. Thanks to Jay Meow, who uploads this thing to podcast services of your choice, like three times a week. Every single time we do this, he does it. So thank you very much. All the people out there who help this channel run. Uh, My name is Brian Paul from PSVR Without Parole. Gentleman to my right is Wes Dillon from our good friends over there at Virtual Strangers. Wes, how goes the virtual life this week
1: uh great man uh, it feels great to be back in front of a camera and a microphone it's like uh, i've had an extended vacation and uh and i feel i feel like i'm just now getting home i'm home brian
0: nice you're home we're both home this is uh, darth
1: vader darth vader the game cat says that he loves my beard dude this is just pure laziness it's not a fashion statement it's uh i had a choice before the show shower or shave? I went shower.
0: I did neither. <laughs> I did neither. <laughs> this was this was absolutely uh, one of the busiest days I've had in a while. Um, but I've, if anybody out there knows me, uh, you know that I just don't like doing stuff. I don't like having to do things. Period. Um, and today I had to do things, like real life things, and they weren't fun. Um, but we can probably go into <laughs> into more detail on some of that another time, I guess um uh what are we talking about we got a, we got a lot of shit to take care of i'm, I'm actually fixing the show like the, all sorts of things are like not lined up the way they're supposed to so i'm like see i'm it it wasn't supposed to go to me it was supposed to go to us right here that's what's supposed to happen um wes re, really though what, what is happening uh in in the land of, of PC VR and quest vr is there anything interesting happening right now like like or 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 is things quiet are things as quiet over on those fronts um dead as they are here.
1: Yeah. It's been completely dead, man. That that you know, I said it's been a while since I've been in front of a camera and a microphone. There's a reason for that. Um there was nothing well almost nothing. There was almost nothing to talk about on Sunday. Um so much so that for the first time I think ever I cancelled a show just based on lack of content. Like I'm not going to get in front of a camera and just wing it on my news program. Like, I I can wing it on Wednesday. But Sunday's a news program. And if there's no news, there's no show. So, uh, yeah, there's been nothing. Uh, What there is, what there has been, uh, luckily, we're going to get into on the show today. So, um, outside of that, I mean, it's looking up. Obviously, Gamescom's bringing some very exciting things. Also, uh, Red Matter 2 is coming. Which uh, I just got a key for yesterday, so I'm looking forward to diving into that. Nice, uh, but yeah, man. Uh, I mean, it's been slow, but it's it's starting to pick up a little bit.
0: Excellent, yeah. On the Gamescom front, Looper, the underground game cat with the two euros, says, "Guess who's attending Gamescom in person?" Um, I mean, we can we could start with the people we know are not attending it in person, uh, and I, I, yeah, that's that's
1: these guys right here. Um, Eric's going. Eric's going to be there.
0: Nice. Is he going to be doing any live reporting?
1: I don't know. I don't know what... I I know that... I don't know how much I can talk about. There's cool stuff going (laughs) on. There will be footage, extensive footage coming out of there. Um, But I don't know how much is secret and how much is not, so I'm just going to keep it to myself.
0: Yeah, I'm just going to wait for everyone else to do all the hard work, and then I'm going to make a a two-and-a-half-minute breaking news report with everyone else's hard work compiled into... uh, you know, something that I just threw I some voiceovers on top man. of.
1: Really? Like a month ago, A month ago, I was seriously considering it. And I have never been to a trade show. And it's it's one of my kind of uh, bucket list things for, for next year. I, I plan on starting to attend some of these things. Uh, but, I mean, G- Germany's a long way from here, man. And the world is in some state these days. Uh, but even in spite of all that, I was considering going because I've had personal invitations from some notable studios who are going to be showing things. And I, I don't want to miss it, man. And had I not been off work for the previous month due to injury, mm. there's a good possibility I would have tried to make it happen. But uh, I'm all out of days off, Brian. I got to go back to work, unfortunately, <laughs> which means I can't go to Germany.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Did you get Did you get an invitation to uh, to go to Canada? That there's a there's like a Canadian game show. Was, I, every... About sigraf No, it was different than that. It was like I'd never even heard of it. I, uh, I, I guess I could look it up.
1: Like two weeks ago, the one in Toronto—is that what you're talking about?
0: Maybe. I,
1: I don't... Like SIGGRAPH's going on right now. I know they had a like a, a VR, a specific VR conference in Toronto uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago. That might be what you're referring
0: to. This is a uh, Mega Mi- Mega Migs, uh, and it is happening October 19th, October 22nd.
1: That's a new one on me, bro.
0: Yeah, apparently they've taken a break for uh for for the COVID years, the pandemic, and this is their first year back um since I was like could have fooled me man. Like you could have never come back and I wouldn't have known the difference. Um right. So yeah, but if there's if there's any I mean that's it's it sounds like it's like a 5-hour drive for me, so uh, if there's any VR stuff up there I'm I would consider it uh if it was, you know, if it was worth or, a while obviously,
1: do you do uh, do you do PAX East every year? It comes to Boston, right?
0: Yeah, I
1: I do PAX East. PAX
0: East, yeah, is the Boston one, and uh, and it's I mean, it's fun. I I, I always enjoy going, um, as as long as all of the Boston transit stuff is up and running the way it's supposed to, dude, it's it's such a quick, easy little oh, hop on the subway, hop on this bus, da, 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 da. like it's so it's so easy when everything works but so seldom does everything work uh the last time I went uh the first day I went on Friday I met Mikey Sensei up there um and we hung out the whole day and just wandered the floor and played some VR games that that was the last PAX East was when like they were doing Sniper Elite VR and Paper Beast like that's how long ago that was uh and so we got to play those before they came out it was a good time uh and then I was like oh, I can't wait to come back and do this again the next day we were gonna go watch a live uh, filming of Game Scoop uh and uh and, and, and somehow between the Friday show and the Saturday show, everything in Boston <laughs> <laughs> shut down. And it took me like three and a half, four hours to to, 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 to make this 45-minute trip. Um, and, I was, and, I just, and I realized it was going to take me four hours to get home, too. And I was like, this fucking blows. Um, so oh, I dude. bailed on Sunday <laughs> because of that.
1: That, that. That's a perfect metaphor for VR, right? It's great when everything works. <laughs> but how often does everything really <laughs> work?
0: Right, absolutely. Everything this n- never goes the way you want it to. Um, speaking of which, uh, things have not been going the way we want them to, uh, Wes, I think for the most part, uh, especially over here in PSVR land, because it has been months since we've gotten a new game. Uh, it's been many more months since we've gotten anything worth playing. Uh, so I think we all found it kind of fascinating when uh, when we saw this blog post this week. Uh, on August 2nd, so actually it was I guess it was last week, so it's been a little while since we tried to cover any news here on Gamescast. We've been dicking around and doing all sorts of other stuff. Um, and uh, the opening paragraph reads, uh, Six notable new indies to keep your summer gaming going strong. Now, that's a great, like, headline, uh, but th- it gets a little bit uh, trickier in the opening paragraph. Uh, Heidi Kemp's PlayStation Blog correspondent, which is, I. I didn't know there was blog correspondence. Like I if if they're hiring, everybody's like, Oh yeah, dude. Everybody's always said, Brian, that you know, Playstation or Sony should hire you. And I'm always like, I've got a fucking job. I've run without parole. Like I don't I don't wanna get hired by Playstation. That sounds like a downgrade. But honestly I'd be a PlayStation blog correspondent just to – I mean, For if sure. nothing else, just to piss AJ off constantly, making sure all the big news went into blog posts and just <laughs> – that that's what I would do 24-7. Like, no, 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 guys, let's not make a video. I'll just
1: put it in a blog post there and be like, that sounds good, Brian. Yeah. Do you think Do you think this person has actual press credential? Like they could show up at CES with a badge and get through the door? I
0: I, I bet this person doesn't actually exist. <laughs> <laughs> I think right. that's a good bet. Right? They're they they're an e person. Um, listen before before we start this, <laughs> otherwise I know I'm going to forget to read it. let's Ryan, the game feeling with a five dollar tip says, "Here's a few bucks to keep your summer gaming <laughs> going <laughs> strong." <laughs> I think five bucks is all I need to purchase all of the PSVR games coming for the rest of the summer. That I that <laughs> actually go. works out perfectly, Niles Ryan. Thank you. It's August and things are really heating up, and we just don't we don't just mean outdoors. See Heidi. Good sense of humor on that one. There's a tidal wave of new indie titles coming to PlayStation 4, Playstation 5, and PSVR this month, covering a wide variety of genres and playstyles. uh here you find wacky sports action death defying stunts alien worlds blah 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 uh, this goes on for quite a while they go this do this whole article here like six different games no mention of psvr whatsoever um i i tried to read into any of these as much as i possibly could i went to every single uh store listing for each of these games to see if there's any mention of psvr support there was none for any of them although i will say inscription looks like it would be pretty cool in vr Um, Just kind of a card game, but still, that's how I'd play that. certainly wouldn't play it on uh, on my flat screen. So we're kind of left with this question. Uh, Typo? Or do they actually have some PlayStation VR plans this month, Wes? What's your your read on this?
1: Well, if there's one thing I know about PlayStation blog correspondence, they're very meticulous with their words. (laughs) Seriously, though, no, I I would... um... (laughs) <laughs> i would expect there to be something here for no other re- if for no other reason than we're due right i mean darkness roller coaster is all that we've had for what three months now almost four and and um,
0: within that time we got three different versions of it
1: right exactly uh so yeah it's time and, and and that's not to mention the fact that that there are so many questions still out there with games that were supposed to come to psvr that just kind of dropped off games like uh Zombieland, Headshot Fever, games like Dash Dash. You know, th- there's a few that there are still question marks out there with. And even, I mean, to some extent, we could say that about Ven VR Adventure, although I was told in private that that's not happening. Yeah. Uh, so th- I wouldn't hold my breath on that one. But, um, man, there, there's still some question marks out there. I mean, there's humanity. We never heard any more about humanity. Uh, the last video store, remember that one? Mm-hmm. Um there's stuff that could just pop up at any moment this final, final
0: space final, final space got launched on oh, quest yeah. right or pc and uh oh. and that was supposed to be coming soon to psvr uh we got uh was it alien breed no what the fuck was the alien game um it, it was it was that horrible trailer here let's bring up the trailer just because it's so horrible um i know once i search for alien it'll pop up here in my search. Uh, Alien Realm. This was like the worst trailer I'd ever seen in my entire life. It's a PlayStation VR exclusive, and it looks like total garbage. Right? It's it's the worst trailer I've ever seen in my
1: entire life. Um, it reminds me of um, what was that other one that turned out to suck really bad? Was it Siren? There was one that was just to- that we thought was going to be good for about five minutes, and then it, when it came out, it was dog
0: shit siren was pretty rough it was really blurry yeah. um but man it's like you know again during, during a time where like we we're just i would just play any fucking thing that came out and i mean i i played the crap out of siren siren was bad <sighs> uh so yeah so no there's so there's a ton of games that could potentially be coming uh out soon or or be reintroduced to us um i d- I, I just i don't know man i i, I just it, it, feel, it feels like a really strange time right now you know we, we, we do know that Sony's not exactly gung-ho about PSVR1 right now. Uh, I, I don't I don't want to say anything more than that because I don't want to say something I shouldn't say but just trust me when they just they, they don't care about PSVR1 right now And so for them to actually come out on a blog post and say we're gonna fucking have some PSVR1 games for you this month just is baffling to me it's just absolutely baffling i don't even understand it um but so coincidentally if we did see a uh was was it a tweet uh, where did where did this come from uh
1: i think it was a tweet yeah
0: yeah uh, it, the developers of tale of onogaro which i'm probably pr- mispronouncing uh basically said we're coming to playstation vr very soon and uh and you do have some experience with this and out of all the games i think we just listed outside of dash dash this sounds like the one i would want to play
1: yeah uh surprisingly good this one uh this one comes from the same developer that brought us uh last labyrinth uh, which i liked i liked for about 2 hours and then i hated it after that <laughs> so uh
0: you you made yeah, it I, you I, made it 90 minutes longer than i did without hating it
1: uh, dude once you get in there you start having to like employ algebra to solve the puzzles
0: yes and, dude that puzzle and... that you're referring to specifically I I'm in VR it's it's a weight puzzle right it's the ones with all the different yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I That's dude right. I, I had a pen in a, in, a, in, in paper and, and I was and there I was fucking taking notes and I was I felt like I was doing like fucking really complicated algebra to solve yeah, what I thought would be simple was... puzzles
1: it was university level algebra and you had to solve for three variables three uh that that was terrible and i got so angry i was on stream doing it and i got so angry because i'm typically good at puzzle games right yeah uh, but i mean i stayed an hour in that room and i i just i was done when i when i finished my stream i was done with that game forever um
0: yeah, that that game that came, had so many had so much potential. I, I didn't even, you know, I'm just I'm angry when I think about it because I, I, you and I, we both love horror. I love escape rooms. I don't know if that's a genre that you're a big fan of, but like it was just the most poorly designed puzzles ever. And in the, there was there was a room with a train. I remember, and it just like it eventually it just became like it was so simple. It was like you have to pull this lever and this lever and this lever, and you're fucking done. All set, good to go. But it was like impossible to to, to figure out which three they are without, like, an hour of trial and error. And it was so frustrating. Like, that's not good escape room design for me. Like, good escape room design is experimentation and, like, you know, with fun results. Um, There were no fun results in Last Labyrinth. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, I'm happy to report uh, that the Tale of Inaguro is pretty much the polar opposite of of Last Labyrinth. Uh, There are puzzle elements to the game, but it's the most simplistic stuff uh i mean uh, it's just basically there to give you something to do or at least on the early on part i should say that i have not finished the game i played a couple hours of it um but i I pretty much enjoyed what i played of it there's some uh first person shooter elements to it um some pretty pedestrian levels uh but when you get to the boss fights i mean the the bosses are these big monolithic things and they kind of work like old school game boss fights where there's timing based, you know, attacks and things like that. You have to defend for a moment, find your spot, attack the weak point, that type of thing. Uh the boss fights are really fun and really save the game for me.
0: Good old classic boss fight design. I love that man. Like some some yep. shit just never gets old. Let me ask you, what's the uh what's the locomotion like in this? Because that was another huge complaint of Last Labyrinth was that you were I mean it was fine that you were tied to a wheelchair, but like you never there was never any movement in that game
1: uh my recollection of it, and it has been a while since I've played this my my recollection is that there is free movement in it. I think there's free movement in it, but everything that you're doing of consequence comes like on a node. You have to work your way into a point to 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 interact with the the things that you need to interact with to move forward so it it's either meaningless free locomotion. Or maybe it's node-based teleport, and I just don't, you know, have a good recollection of it. Yeah. Um, it it's kind of slow; the movement's kind of slow. And I do—I am pretty sure it's free movement. Now that I think about how the boss fights work, you're running around quite a bit in there. Um, yeah, there's free locomotion, but it's—it's it's kind of in, insignificant to what's actually happening.
0: It's got to be better than last labyrinth. That's all I got to say. So it it's is better than last labyrinth. It's. It sounds like it sounds like they learned some hard lessons from that game, and uh, you know, improved for this. And, and that's you know, that, VR is a medium is evolving, and developers I, I think kind of have to evolve with it, right? Uh, they they do some tests. They're scared of they're scared of motion. They're scared of this. They're scared of that, um, or they're not confident that they can you know do something with full locomotion. So they hold back. Um, we, we've we've definitely seen a lot of developers make wave shooters where you're just standing still or dodging things. Um, and they've evolved, and so it's it's kind of fun to watch these developers kind of find their I don't know, kind of find their
1: niche, I guess. Yeah, their niche, and yeah. and you know, uh, for, for what it's worth, this game does have uh, strong JRPG vibes to it. So those people who kind of enjoy that that aesthetic and theme are going to uh, probably like this one a little bit more than others.
0: Nice, yeah. I would love an actual JRPG uh, in VR, but I think we're we're getting we're getting away from the days where we even get JRPGs on the flat screen. Uh, you
1: should uh, you should try Ruins Megas. I wouldn't call it like a traditional, strictly by the definitions JRPG, but it's probably closer than anything else that I've played. So it's really good.
0: Nice. Well, we should be getting a few more uh, announcements for VR games coming up pretty soon, uh, Wes. It does seem like uh, Gamescom, which is coming up, when is that, the 24th?
1: It's that week, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, And uh, even though Sony themselves are not going to be in attendance, it does seem like there's going to be a lot of VR studios who will be there. Um, The ones we know for sure. Uh, because they tweeted about it, <laughs> were fast travel games. Uh, fast Travel tweeted and mentioned that they were going to be there with, um, here, just, I don't know, what fast travel trailer do we want to watch? Apex Construct? Uh, that and, works. And,
1: and by the way, Fast Travel, in my opinion, as far as what we know so far, yeah. they're the headliner. They're, they're the ones that are bringing it. Really? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're going to debut, I know, at least two new projects there with hands-on demos. Nice.
0: Uh, yeah, actually, if we go over to the Fast Travel Games website, uh, not website, the, uh, their Twitter account, then, here, you know what, why don't I bring you guys there with me, uh, if this works, because OBS, like, hates Twitter for some reason, which is really strange. do 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 come on, you guys come with me to here. Did that work? It worked, holy shit. All right, um... So let's see. They've got their uh, this tweet right here where they say, uh, oh, "Man, can we go there? can we bring this up?" There it is. That's what we were looking for. Uh, they're going to be showing off Broken Edge, which I'm assuming they're publishing because that is a Trebuchet uh, developed game. They are. Uh, Trebuchet, obviously, the developers behind uh, Prison Boss BR and Winds and Leaves, um, and now they decided to make a game that looks like everything else that's ever been made. Uh, and then there's another game called We Are One which, again, I don't think they're developing, right? They're just the publishers behind that one. Uh, And and then they tease here on the bottom left, a new fast-travel games title, world-exclusive, hands-on, and then to the right of that, first-ever hands-on of a new co-op first-person shooter, which we're assuming they are both being developed by fast-travel games. Assuming. Although the one on the left says new FTG title, and the one on the right doesn't say... FTG.
1: Well, that's, so. a, that's a good point. That's a good point. So one of their new projects may, may be another publishing. I know they're. I know that they've been heavy into uh, growing their publishing wing over the last six months to a year. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it very well could be uh, another, maybe bigger budget, uh, publish uh, game that they're publishing.
0: So what's the? I mean, we. I think we could speculate all day on all the different developers' weeks. What are you doing? Seriously, what are you doing? <laughs> it's I feel like I have a kid. Um but uh we could we could speculate all day on which developers we think are going to be there uh, over at um at Gamescom. But I think the bigger question is will this fall in line with a PSVR2 showcase? Will Sony get out there big showcase this month and then Gamescom can follow it, and then all these indie developers will be able to be like, "Oh yeah!" And here's because how how great would it be? It would be such a one-two punch if Sony on the twentieth—I'm just making up a random date here—if Sony on the twentieth had a had their own showcase. They, they they showed off the PSVR headset. They showed off a bunch of amazing AAA games that are going to launch with the headset. All of the twenty-plus uh, major titles that Jim Ryan had been teasing, and then just days later you have gamescom in germany where all these other smaller studios people like these other studios that we've been familiar with um they're also showing off their playstation vr2 games does that does that make sense to you is that does that line up for you or do you think that this is just going to be a lot of quest games uh, a lot of pc vr games and with 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 the kind of a wink and a nod saying and maybe other headsets later on you know
1: well um Again, we may be reading into it a little bit here, but, I mean, that's what we do, right? Um, A month ago, I would have told you no chance uh, until we recently had someone on Twitter with some kind of a history of successfully leaking things saying that Sony at least originally planned to do the PS5 showcase in August. So then that starts to get you thinking about the most recent PSVR2 blog post from whichever blog post correspondent it was, um, that that stated that the next thing we're going to hear about would be games and release date. And then you start to think, well, I mean, is there anything going on in in August uh, that that is a showcase of games? And sure, there's a lot of indie studios that go to Gamescom. There's a lot of studios, period, that go to Gamescom. Gamescom's kind of the big one in Europe. And a lot of the more prominent VR studios are, are located over there. Uh, I think uh, in years past, there have been demos of, like, After the Fall, Undead Citadel. I'm pretty sure Camouflage did Iron Man VR. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe even there was a Blood and Truth demo there as well, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, It makes sense, right? Yeah, bigger studios do show up at Gamescom. And, you know, again, if the next thing we're going to hear about is games, it would make sense for that next blog post or showcase to come on, on the heels or, or just ahead of Gamescom. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm a bit more optimistic about the possibility now, especially, and I'm sorry I'm running on, but no, uh, especially we know these studios that are going to be there, Fast Travel Games, In Dreams, we know that these are studios that have been pretty public that that they're working on big PSVR 2 projects right now. So, you know, I know it's a lot of uh, post-it notes on the wall connected with yarn, but I mean, it, it's it's there. I see it, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know, I man. I've gone back and forth so many times. I, I keep thinking, I keep thinking that, oh, you know, so, Sony has uh, they've they've got all of this stuff. Uh, all these different games, whether it be flat screen games, whether it be VR games, they've got their PSVR2 headset coming up. I mean, they've just got they've got so many secrets over there at Sony HQ. They've been doing a really good job of not having shit leaked. Like, I mean, despite the fact that like things like like what the Last of Us footage leaked, like that was that that felt so extraordinary because we don't generally get a lot of leaks out of Sony, um, not not to that degree. And so there's so many games that like think of all the first-party studios and, and the relationships they have with all these third-party studios who are making exclusive games, and we just know, like, none of them. And so so to me, like, they've got all of this shit that they can they can basically unleash on us. But I keep coming back to the fact that they are so ahead of the game right now. They are absolutely demolishing the competition. They are selling every single PlayStation 5 that they can. There's no real reason for them to, like, rush out there and show all of their cards they so so when people are you know speculating we i I brought up the tweet here on the screen this is from uh shapeshell nick uh who i think runs like an xbox podcast or something like that xbox era podcast that's what it is um the so his quote is so i because i've been getting asked i asked if sony had a show planned for september and got told that at the moment the plan is for a show in august but just to make sure those who want to be pissed at me will will be uh not sure if it will be moved was also part of the reply um this is constant this is constant and, and this is constant it sounds like from sony and it sounds it's constant from leakers uh where it's just like oh this information was true at a certain point and now it's not true anymore i've been victim to uh, of this myself uh and so it's i just don't i just kind of don't see it happening this month because they don't have to right we're, we're just now starting to get to the point where PlayStation 5s are starting to show up on store shelves. We're just now getting to the point where uh, where when they go live on you know, PlayStation Direct uh, or, or wherever, they are starting to be available for longer periods of time. They're no longer selling out in 10 seconds or 30 seconds or 2 minutes or 5 minutes. It's like hours before they sell out. And so manufacturing is obviously increasing, and they're almost starting to catch up with demand. I think that they've got maybe another month or two right it's in, in I would say in I would say that by like mid September or like by this time next month it's going to be really hard to say but I still can't get a PlayStation 5 so what's the point right and oh, I yeah. think that's their priority. Their priority is making sure that nobody can say that anymore. Be, and, and then they can say, hey, here's a bunch of shit that we're working on. Look at all these cool fucking titles. Now that you have your PlayStation 5, aren't you excited? Now that you have your PlayStation 5, aren't you excited about PSVR 2? And I just don't feel like there's a reason for them to rush out there and and, and, and say, look at all this shit until PlayStation 5s are on store shelves. So, right.
1: That's right. just me. Now, what I would what I would say to that, all very good points. All very good points. Don't lie to and me. If, it, it, no, I'm not. I'm not. Um, th- it really just depends on, on on how you think of it. Now, obviously, you, very clearly, if we had to bet on what's most likely to happen, nothing. That's what's most likely to happen. Because that's what keeps happening. But I feel like the premise of the conversation is, is there a chance? Hmm. And I would say, yeah, yeah, there's a chance. Uh, because while everything you're saying is true, and by the way, those of you who think you can't get a, a PS5, go on to the Without Parole Discord and click on Hardware Leaks. They were all, they were available all day today, you know? Uh, anyway, um, I lost my train of thought. On I got on that tangent. Anyway.
0: Is, um, is it possible? Is, is there a chance? Yeah, yeah.
1: There, There's a chance. And I would say there is a chance. And uh, I, I think. You say, why? Why now? Why would Sony want to go now? There's a window opening in terms of the VR market. And and I know uh, they don't really look at Facebook as a direct competitor. I agree with that. But in terms of the VR market, there's a window opening. As Quest 2 is becoming dated hardware and the price is rising up, there is is a, a gap opening up for some competitor to step into. And while you want to think that Sony's kind of the only company that's capable of that pico are making big plays right now to to basically step in and fill that void and by the end of the year pico 4 is going to be here so if sony's at all worried about capturing any part of the existing vr market there's going to be a short window for them to get in and build hype and we both know when they start showing the games it's over right it's over when they start showing the games so uh they, they may want to take advantage of um, you know, the kind of ebb and flow of the market right now, but again, this is just speculation. This is just me looking for reasons that there would be a chance, and uh, I think there are reasons for them to go that route if they decide to
0: do so. Oh, like I, I agree. And and throughout the years, I've I've tried to use logic and reason, and it said this is what Sony is going to do, and I have been wrong every single time. So. <laughs> unless somebody tells me, unless somebody with actual inside information tells me, and then I leak something Uh, other than that, when I just try to speculate, I've never gotten what Sony's ever there. I've always gotten their plans wrong. Absolutely. So uh, it'll be interesting. it will be real interesting. This is, this is the next few months are going to be uh, exciting. Whether it, whether everything happens this month or next month, Uh, I can't imagine it taking longer than that uh, for Sony to get
1: their showcase together.
0: (sighs) There's not a lot of love for Pico in the chat. That's all I'm seeing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, there, there was uh, some pretty significant Pico leaks uh, this past week. Um, their next iteration, if the leaks are true, is going to be significant. It's going to be uh, a very nice piece of kit. And uh, assuming that they price it competitively, they're going to make waves, I assure you. Yeah.
0: Yep. Well, it's going to be really fun. I think. Uh, it, oh man, I was about to go down this like whole other tangent, and I had to stop myself. I was like, "Oh man, like we haven't even gotten to uh, to one of our biggest topics yet." So uh, instead of instead of going down a tangent that no one cares about, I say we move on to our big topic, uh, and that is uh, that Theater Forty Two. Uh, I think Theater Forty Two reached out to both of us, uh, Wes and I, like months ago, um, and we're like, "Hey, this is a thing we're doing." Uh, and, uh, and would you, know, would you be interested in promoting it? And I was like, like, do you, you, you guys do your thing? And if I'm interested, I will absolutely do my thing. Um, and as it turns out, theater 42, uh, dropped their, um, dropped their Kickstarter. Their Kickstarter is now live. Uh, and so we can get a little bit more information on that. Once I bring it up on the screen, let's see if, uh. Let's see if OBS agrees with me this time. We're we're batting a thousand today. I mean on OBS anyway.
1: I think we know what the B and the S stand for now, Brian. The B and S? Yeah. Yeah. I don't
0: know what B and S is. What's B and S?
1: You don't know what the the B and the S in OBS stands for?
0: Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So over on Kickstarter, uh, it's, so the, the project tells, uh, theater 42 a virtual art house cinema. Uh, here's, here's the interesting thing guys. When they, when they first messaged me, uh, I was like, obviously, you know, like if this, if this is, we, we, we'd love to like look into this further. We'd like to talk about it on our show. We can't wait to see, you know, exactly what you've got planned for theater 42, a virtual art house cinema. Right can't wait to see what you've got and i told him the second you have any promotional materials in terms of like screenshots or or trailers or teasers or video uh you know some like rendered environments please let us know uh and so and, and so you go over to their kickstarter and you click the video and and this is what they've got it's like a it's like a flyover of this small town or i think it looks like a small town with was just some words on the screen in not a single... I'm So I'm already irritated, Wes. Before we even get into the conversation about this, before we even start describing this, I'm already mad because this proves that they they launched their Kickstarter too early because they don't have a single fucking rendered image to, to say this is what it's going to look like. They've got some sketches, some drawings, but they don't have... This was the worst teaser I've ever seen to sell anybody on anything ever since the beginning of Kickstarter. Like... If, if this succeeds based on their promotional materials, I will be fucking shocked. This is, like, it, it, they, they, it's, they're they dreaming big, but they're not demonstrating it with the proper video, uh, with the videos that we need to, 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 to generate some money. Right now, it's, this has been alive for a couple days, like two days. They've got three backers. They've got a $100,000 goal. It's...
1: Are they it's going to be rough to be able to do like, like it certainly doesn't inspire confidence that the fact that they're basically just showing us concept art. Um, but when I think when I hear a goal that low, a hundred, a hundred K, and then I look at the scope of their project, I'm thinking, how do you do that with a hundred K? I don't see it. Um, here's the thing, man. I like the idea. I really do. And I liked it just as much when big screen put it out there. Mm -hmm. And, um, the, the only major difference that I can see between this and big screen, and I'm sure there are other things, but th- they want to have a physical location for this. We talked about this type of thing when we had Alec on, if you'll remember when we kind of talked about these new metaverse com- companies kind of want to trying to, to make the real world meet the virtual. That's kind of what they're trying to do here. And it's cool. It's a cool idea. Um, but the thing is, is you know, big screen's kind of been trying to pull the virtual cinema thing off for years now, and they have a bunch of money behind them. They have a, an, a, 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 an association with Paramount Pictures behind them, and it's still not quite working out for big screen. So how, how are these guys going to pull it off with 100K? I don't well, know, man. It, it, it doesn't inspire much confidence um, for me.
0: I've I've certainly seen Kickstarters that ask for way less than uh, they need, uh, just because, so to make sure that they're successful, right? It, hel- it can help to get the ball rolling. Then they can uh, always do another Kickstarter, um, because most Kickstarters are all or nothing, right? If they don't get the money that they need, then they then it's a fa- they, it's a failure. They don't get the money. Uh, but on top of that, uh, there's also Kickstarters are also very frequently used in conjunction with investors so these guys have like a group of investors a lot of people have put in money they probably have millions of dollars behind this uh and then this is just like you know just bonus money to keep to keep the ball rolling and helps with advertising people like us go oh there's a live kickstarter and then it and then it starts the conversation it gets it gets more people interested in it um it's funny in the chat i think it was adam uh, after my long rant at the beginning they said like you know i was here i am saying what the fuck are they doing this is like a horrible way to do this uh adam in the chat says then why is this the main story <laughs> which i understand <laughs> i understand but i mean it just it means that even our main stories are always going to be we're always going to be honest about our thoughts on them whether whether they're a good idea they're a bad idea whatever it is what's up eric in the chat um and so, so bear with us because I think there is a lot of potential here, but I, I was just saying my first impressions of their Kickstarter were very, very negative. So, so bear with us, Adam. I think we've got a long way to go here. Yeah. Uh, we, we didn't even really get to the point of all of this, Wes. Uh, so let's, let's, let's read through a little bit and we'll stop it as we need to. Um, I, again, I, I think this is not a very well put together Kickstarter and it takes forever for them to even get to the point in this, but we'll, we'll, we'll pick apart what we can throughout this. Uh, the first Headline says, what does all this mean? He says, Theater 42 is the world's first virtual art house cinema with with future location in Reno, Nevada. The first art house cinema in the state, providing underserved communities access to local artists, playwrights, creators, and films. So this isn't just big screen. This is they want an actual physical location and then a virtual version of it on top of that. Which, dude, to me, I'm like, you are – you're doing – on one side of this, they're doing something that could be very profitable and, and everybody in the world could have access to it and it would bring people together. And on the other side of it, it sounds like a big fucking waste of money to make a physical location. It's like all these people going to throw money into a Kickstarter and then they're just going to use the VR version. Only people in fucking Reno are going to go to the physical location. This seems like a bad business model.
1: I, I kind of get what they're playing at here now. though I had a fundamental misunderstanding of what this actually is this is something akin we already have an example of this on quest uh from Tender claws what's the name of that title it's free to play
0: wait tender claws aren't they the ones that made vvr
1: yeah yeah um the is it called the the uh, the after presents something like that i don't know i'm sorry give me a half a second here and i'll tell you um anyway the concept here is that uh, you You have real-life actors putting on real-life performances, but uh, you have body trackers and things on them, and they have in-game avatars. They're mic'd up. So you get real performances from the real theater in VR. And
0: uh, Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, the under-presents, uh, Eric says. Yeah, they're doing this in the under-presents. They're doing it with um, uh, acting students. A- a- act, acting students from, uh, uh, NYU. Uh, and they've, they've done a few different periods. They're not always in there. Uh, but they, they publish sk- schedules from time to time. Uh, and, and you can just pop in and, uh, there'll be some kind of live performance going on from real pe- people on a real stage, hundreds of miles away. So basically it sounds like the studio 42 is them kind of fleshing out this idea into a, like a, a, a full on project. Right.
0: I like the, I like Studio Forty Two better than Theater Forty Two.
1: <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah,
0: it, yeah. It, I think and I think and I think that what you just described is sort of what I envisioned. And I I don't know if that's their end goal. It doesn't sound like it. Uh, but your what you just described sounds far more interesting. Um, so. Let's uh, let's keep going though. Uh, the lobby, the lobby is their next headline. It's at a virtual gathering place with physical location in Reno, Nevada, for artists, creators, and cine- cinephiles. Uh, design, it's like, it's like that's for a second, I was very confused. Uh, designed with the community in mind, the lobby is a sanctuary to explore film, discover artists, and foster lifelong friendships. They're they're really. Expecting that we're gonna like spend a lot of time in this lobby and just fucking hang out and, and become BFFs with everybody, um, which is adorable. I, I, I appreciate their their enthusiasm for for making friends, um, but like, you know, I, I'm. Pr- the, 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 I, I would feel like the guess with this is that you would enter with people you wanted to go to the the movie with, to begin with, and that you're not going to go hang in, uh, hang out in the lobby and just talk to random people. It's totally possible. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure kids make friends in rec room every single day. So this is possible, especially if they're doing like this art house thing. And you, maybe your real life friends don't, you know, they're not into the same type of, uh, movies that you are. And you could go find people who are in this theater. Um, I don't know, man. It it seems like they've got lofty expectations for this lobby.
1: Yeah, rec room, uh, VR chat. Uh, what's the uh, Horizon venues? Any public social space in VR are all the same. They're all full of foul mouthed children, <laughs> and we all avoid them. Yeah. So if the if this if this program has any kind of a following whatsoever. We're only going to go into it if there's private instances where we get to bring our own friends. So yeah, I don't see me hanging out in the lobby too much.
0: Yeah. Uh, The next one is cinema, Uh, a community centered virtual cinema with a physical location. They, they are really driving home the fact they've got a physical location in Reno, Nevada dedicated to the theater experience. The cinema provides exclusive access to art house, independent films shown only in theaters, fostering a talk positive environment that provokes discussion and inclusion a talk positive environment is that a, did they just make that term up or is that something that people say
1: um i don't know man that's the first to me <laughs> it's the <laughs> first it's the first time i've heard those words put together in that way
0: yeah um but yeah again they they're very very they're pushing the social aspect of this 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 is very interesting uh, the next one is Black Box, a virtual live event space with physical location in Reno, Nevada uh, for musicians. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we, this should be a drinking game, man. We'd be fucking trashed by now if we drank every time they said physical location in Reno, Nevada.
1: Everybody, take a shot. Um, it's like one of those old uh, Players Club commercials with Telly Savalas. They're just beating you over the head with it, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Black Box gives local artists a global platform elevating the dedicated passions of undiscovered artists that's kind of interesting to me that that is yeah. a little bit more in line with what you were talking about earlier yeah. um, and then and then he, <laughs> look at the drawings i'm sorry like i really i feel terrible about being so negative about this but really it seems like they were months away from starting a kickstarter and they just said let's just fucking start it right there like Could somebody draw something up on a cocktail napkin and they would fucking scanned them in and threw them up on the kickstarter that's what this looks like like this is very very like not even concept artwork this is like uh, i don't know what do you think a theater looks like well it looks like this with a lot of seats in a, in a fucking stage in, Re- in reno nevada yeah in reno nevada physical location oh my god um yeah i, I feel bad because i because i really do that's the thing it's like i as, as critical as I'm being about their Kickstarter specifically, not so much about the concept. It's more about their Kickstarter. Um, I really, I want these types of things to succeed. These are the types of things that really do pull people into VR. You know, you could you could put somebody into like you know Resident Evil Four and Quest, and they'd be like, "Oh, this is cool. Let me go kill some fucking Ouroboros, Right? Um, but but really, like the thing, the things that always are more magical than that are, are the, are the social interactions. There's a reason why I play walkabout every other day. And it's not because it's the greatest golf game in the world. It's because there's an awesome social interaction and it's in, and it really, I mean, I, I basically bought a quest because of it and I've thankfully found better reasons, you know, to use my quest. Uh, but, but, but that's what we want. We, we want people to jump in, see things, experiences like this, be kind of blown away. By like, Oh, these are all real people that I can just walk up and talk to, go to the movies with, hang out with whatever. Or I can just go into these things with my friends. That's, these are the kind of experiences that sell VR headsets, I think, even more than, uh, even, even more than a lot of games out there. Um, so we do want this to be successful, and we are very hopeful for this, despite the fact that I'm really shitting on it uh, every single second here. Um, and Here's it, it, the thing. Yeah. Uh,
1: live performance in VR uh, is an idea whose time is coming. I, I would be interested to know when they plan to launch this program, build this uh physical facility because i think i think that this can work live plays live dramas stand-up comedy live concerts in vr in time this is going to be a big deal but uh, the technology needs to catch up before before that becomes viable meaning we we need face tracking we need body tracking we need eye tracking we need photo realistic avatars we need to have a stronger sense of presence in VR, not for only ourselves, but for the performers too, uh, before something like this is actually going to work. Because if you go to like a, a live show in VR right now, you'll get bits and pieces of the, the real life experience, but you can't really convey emotion. You can't really connect with people in VR yet because everyone has dead eyes and Minecraft bodies. And... Uh, you know, I don't think it's far. I think within five years we'll probably be there. Uh, but it's certainly an idea ahead of its time today. Yeah.
0: The, the chat has, uh, some interesting comments. Snap who says, Brian, cut him some slack. I will. I will. I promise from this point on, I will cut him some slack. I, I got all, I got all that shit off my, off my chest, man. I was, I was irritated, but now I'm not anymore. Um, Mark Pringlesley says, if you're jumping in to watch something with a bunch of strangers, the mics had better be off. Can you imagine mics on and everyone talking? Yeah, I mean, I will say that is my least favorite thing about like real movie theaters. Like, you know, I, I, I go out, I spend way too much money to go sit in a dark room, uh, you know, with a bunch of strangers. And if they're all talking, it's, there's nothing more irritating than that. And I was like, man, this is, these are the reasons I stay home and watch uh, things on streaming services because even though I don't have the big, you know, the best, uh, Sound system here, or the biggest screen. At least, at least I can just watch it at my leisure and not have to worry about interruptions. Um, and and I can pause it so I can pee,
1: which is nice. Uh, Steve, Stevie Dan asks: Is this like Stage Verse? Uh, kinda, but the stuff in Stage Verse is like pre-recorded, or at least in everything I've ever seen in Stage Verse has been pre-recorded. Uh, but with that said, the uh, the Muse they have a Muse concert that runs on a loop in Stage Verse. And it is really cool. Something that you can take in with friends, Brian. And, uh, anytime you want to go check it out, let me know. We'll go hang out. I love it. It was, it was a really good experience.
0: Nice. Robert the game cat says dead eyes and minecraft bodies should have been the title for this episode <laughs> there you go I agree Genetic uh, blast me the first colossal chromatic gaming squid cat says you two uh with a two dollar tip by the way you two should give us some live puppet theater VR dude I would be so down for that I would be so down for that I like it PSVR um,
1: theater all over again
0: theater um and whoever, keeps call- whoever called me daddy in the chat, all I got to say about that is, what's up? All right, let's keep moving. Uh, this final paragraph, I think, tells us everything we need to know. Our mission. When theaters determine which films to show, they only have one concern the box office. This has led to the destruction of art house cinema and the purposeful obstruction of independent and art house films. With the dismantling of independent cinema came the ravaging of communities torn apart by profit hungry theater chains. Communities such as our hometown of, guess where? Reno, Nevada must now travel hundreds of miles to partake in the experience which once thrived in small town America. Unfortunately, Art House and independent films can rarely be seen on streaming services for several months after their release. So not only has our uh, community been leveled by large theater chains and profit-hungry corporations, but the ability to enjoy those experiences, even on a small screen, is nearly impossible. Uh, and in their mission statement, they follow it up with, uh, We want to change that. Theater 42 will collaborate with filmmakers, playwrights, artists, and musicians to craft a community once lost to the perils of time, constructing an Art House Cinema in Reno, Nevada, and a, virtual and a virtual space for communities across the globe. No longer will you be at the behest of some old guy sitting in some fancy office crunching fictitious numbers. This is your theater, your community, your cinema. I can hear, like, fucking, like, uh, our country tis of the fucking swelling in the background. <laughs> like, stand up and salute the flag right now, dude. This is fucking crazy. Um, so, uh... So yeah, and and, you know, like at some point in this, they do say that, you know, they want to make sure that they, that they do have uh, movies day and date uh, with, with actual theaters. Um, However, reading through this, it sounds like it's not going to be the, it it won't be like Marvel movies, you know, it won't, it won't be the big, uh, the big blockbuster summer blockbuster movies like this. They really do seem to have a focus on, you know, when they say art house cinema, that's really does seem to be the focus which is interesting because this suddenly gives them a a unique angle right it's like this might be the only place as they've said kind of a few times i mean outside of reno nevada the only place that you can go to to watch some of these movies um which i think would be pretty interesting
1: Uh, hearing you read off that last paragraph actually gives me some hope Yeah, Uh, for this project, because I know that there there are going to be private investors that put money into this. There's kind of this burgeoning community that's dedicated to independent filmmaking in VR uh, that that you can catch if if you know where to look. There are festivals that pop up all over uh, uh, the globe, but, you know, Tribeca can there are tons of these and they always have very extensive lists of independent films that they're showing in VR or increasingly in VR. You can also go to the physical locations subsequently never in Reno, Nevada, but they're still there. Um, but you can go in real life and watch this stuff. And increasingly over the last two or three years, you can go online, typically at a venue like the uh, museum of other realities. Uh, I've seen, I've seen this grow this idea year after year and support for this type of uh, filmmaker so, I know there are going to be people out there who will invest in this, uh, and now that I have a better idea of what this is, I could see where a hundred k might get them over the line. They probably have other money uh, already
0: I just put a poll up in the chat. Let us know uh, if, the, if this is something that you're interested in um, very very curious i i don't i don't it, it it it's it's interesting to me when whenever somebody decides to uh, focus on a niche within a niche, right? Because because right now the VR games that are successful are the ones that really appeal to everybody, right? Whenever anytime you hear somebody you know talk about a million seller, it's always like Beat Saber, it's something big, it's something that it's like you know a big deal. Um, I, I'm I'm assuming Walking Dead Saints and Sinners is a big deal, right? It's like uh because cause zombies are big, Walking Dead is huge, right? And and then you kind of have to focus on that kind of stuff. But then when somebody takes this kind of risk. And they say, well, we're going to focus on a really small niche within a niche uh, of, of like VR gamers. We're going to we're going to see which of those VR gamers are also interested in art house cinema. Uh, it's it's super risky, um, and uh, and but but at the same time, like I fucking you know, you got to stand up and applaud them because people who take these kind of risks are are, are the people who. <sighs> I mean, are, are, are doing fucking God's work, right? It's like everybody else is like just doing, playing it safe. So many, you see so many developers kind of like leaning into like, oh, we want to make the next pistol whip, right? Because we want to appeal to everybody rather than like, oh, we want to make the game that like we're truly passionate about. And it it seems like these people are truly passionate about this, this project. And so I'm, I'm,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. so I'm, I'm going to be keeping a close eye on this and and seeing uh, how it progresses. Uh, and you know, as much as I made fun of their Kickstarter at the beginning of this conversation, man, I, I really hope they succeed. Uh, so keeping an eye on this.
1: I think it's a cool idea. Um, I don't know that it's a good investment as a Kickstarter. Like you might just be throwing your money into a hole with this one, but if they were to bring it to fruition, I'm sure it's going to be really cool.
0: And if you, if you live in Reno, Nevada, I feel like maybe (laughs) it's, it's way more, it's way more worth your money because, uh, i mean that's 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 part of my problem with this right is that if they were just building a vr app um it would be like okay well at least you know my money is is going towards the thing that i want uh where where like if i threw them like a hundred dollars which i'm i'm not going to do because i generally don't kickstart too many things these days uh and i'll just fucking you know use it when it comes out instead of paying for it now um I, I feel like too much of the money that i would put toward it is going towards something that i would never ever use right If I, you give somebody a hundred dollars you you hope that that's go that, that all that kickstarter money is going toward the project that you're interested in in the fact that they're they're heavily focused on this physical location means that means that i'm never going to enjoy most of the thing that they're making so. um um Real quick here in the chat, we've got Donatello, the scientist game cat with a $5 tip. Says, can VR be a medium that prev- uh, sorry, preserves history such as art houses? Profits are not everything. What do you think? Yes.
1: Yes, I'm actually a big advocate for this. I feel like VR technology as it stands today is perfectly suited to preserve our history, not just art houses, but anything that's notable in existence right now that you think you might want to remember in 20 years, we have every opportunity to capture it right now. We have the technology. Um, so I'm a big advocate for, for this kind of thing, kind of rebuilding virtual representations of, of real life things. Um, you know, a a good example of this are like the Disney rides in VR chat. Like some of these rides don't exist anymore, a lot of people have put a lot of time into Faithfully recreating the experience from their childhood. Um, it would be nice if people didn't have to try to recreate these sorts of things, but rather create them now before the physical version is gone. And uh, yeah, uh, another really cool thing that kind of plays to this is uh, there's a 9 11 uh, program on Oculus TV. It's like a 20 minute documentary where they, uh, in full 3D, remake the streets of New York earlier that day versus, you know, you, everybody knows what happens later. It's a, it's really powerful to kind of step back in a time machine and, and just be on the streets of New York for a little while, you know, circa, uh, 2001, um, or 2003, um, 2001. 2003. Anyway, uh, I, I'm, the, wow. the moral of the story is I'm a, I'm a big advocate for digital preservation of uh, meat space and, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Is the answer to that question. Nice. Uh,
0: we got Mark Pringlesley with the five quid. Uh, it says just when you thought it was safe to go back into the cinema, along comes theater. Oh, I, I feel, I feel <laughs> like I should have read this differently. Just when you thought it was safe to go back into the cinema, along comes theater 42 surrounded by strangers in Reno, Nevada. The nightmare is coming. <laughs> 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 I, th- I think that's how I was supposed to read that. Whatever happened to that guy? In a guy?
1: world where all movies are Marvel movies, <laughs>
0: whatever happened to that guy? Every single—it's so funny when you, whenever you go back and watch a trailer from, um, whenever you go watch back tr- a trailer from like the '90s or something, it's like e- every single trailer has that guy. He just goes in a world where blah 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 blah, or <laughs> or Judy thought that her boyfriend was blah blah blah. And it was like you know, even things that like don't don't shouldn't be scary. It's like it's like. They were all young and having the time of their life. It's like, what the fuck, man? It's like, <laughs> Wes, when everything is scary, nothing is scary. And that guy made everything fucking scary. I kind of like that.
1: Yeah. He tipped you on the edge of your uh, your sticky theater seat, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, for
0: sure. All right, man, let's not let's not drag this show out today. I know we're so good at doing that. Um, I think it's time to play PSVR 20 questions, and I'm going to need all the help I can uh, from you guys out there in the chat. Uh, because my brain, this much, this much functionality today. I've got so much other nonsense going on that uh, uh, it's craziness, man. It's craziness. I kind of want to just sit here and vent and just tell you guys all this shit that's going on. But instead, I will save you. Uh, I will save you from all that, and we'll we'll, we'll move the show along. Uh, I'm going to have 20 yes or no questions to figure out what PSVR game Wes is thinking of. So, guys, make sure you help me in the chat. You let me know uh, what questions I should be asking and what guesses you have based on the answers to his questions. I'm going put six minutes on the clock right now. It's only fair, hold really. Up, hold,
1: up, hold, up, hold up. Hold up. Yeah. His name was Don LaFontaine. Oh, wow. He's dead. Passed away in 2008 at age 68. There's our answer.
0: That name sounds familiar too. Like I, I f- was there was there like a documentary or something called like In a World? Something like that,
1: <laughs> probably.
0: I, I feel like I did see something on him at some point. Don Lafontaine, is that what you said?
1: Yeah, Don Dan Lafontaine.
0: Don Lafontaine. <laughs> Don Lafontaine.
1: No, longer in a world. In this no world. LaFontaine. LaFontaine. <laughs>
0: Oh man! All right, shout out to Don. He, did, he made his mark on the world, man. Hopefully, we can do the same before we're gone. All right, man. Are you, do you have a game picked out? I do. All right, well, I'm going to put timer up on the clock. Everybody, help me out. I'm going to need some help. Let's do this. Yes, no, niche is pronounced niche. I'm sorry, Mancunian game cat. I, I, I'm sorry you've been saying it wrong your entire life. I'm sorry. Oh, timer's clicking. Uh, does this game support an- use the anal- uh, does this game use analog sticks? Let's do that first. Yes. Analog sticks, okay. Uh, uh, does it support the aim controller? Yes. Oh wow. Alright guys, we're batting a thousand here. This is awesome. Um uh, sirens on my end. Um let's see. Let's let's figure out what we're shooting with this aim controller. Uh, are there zombies in this game no no zombies
1: okay All
0: right. oh good question awesome Tatum uh, man lots of sirens on my end uh, is this game uh, a top 25 game or would it be a game that's in consideration for a top 25 yeah okay uh, what's our multiplayer situation? does it have um does it have any multiplayer? yes okay, let's figure uh, that shit ah. out uh, yeah, a lot of people are a lot of people are shouting maybe not a lot of people, maybe just Kramer over and over yelling far point uh, <laughs> does it have co-op
1: yeah,
0: wow, okay. Uh I mean we, we we could just yeah we could fucking kill this fast. Uh does Yeah. Does the first level of this game uh have giant spiders that leap at your face? Yeah. It is isn't it always crazy when the chat gets it like before they have any right to be able to guess it? Uh <laughs> Is this one of AJ's favorite games?
1: You're going to be banned speaking like that, Po Trick F. Get out of my chat. Um, <laughs> yes, I would say this is one of AJ's favorite games,
0: indeed. Excellent. Would this be? Fire... Oh, sorry, Farpoint. Is this Farpoint by Impulse Gear?
1: This is Farpoint by Impulse Gear, Brian. I thought I almost—it was almost Firewall because <laughs> I, I knew I knew the chat would be all over Farpoint. Because yep. I just streamed it like three days ago. Um, so I thought about maybe throwing you a curveball by making it Firewall and, and maybe trippy, tripping you up there, but I couldn't remember. I think I might have done Firewall before, so we, we stuck with Farpoint.
0: Nice. Uh, you Got Cold Yogurt with a $5 tip says, recently been to Tribeca VR experience in Steam. Good to get some culture.
1: Yes. It's it's always great. They do, um, in the Museum of Other Realities, which I highly recommend, it's it's free it used to be $20. They, they they knocked the price tag off of it. It's completely free now. It's a 100% legitimate and huge museum in VR. And uh, about four to six times a year, they'll have uh, companies come in and put on displays in the museum. And Tribeca is one that, that does it at least yearly, sometimes more often. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's an awesome way to... Uh, to, to get a little culture it's a good way to hang out with uh, friends because you can meet people in there and uh it's awesome man it's a it's a legit museum you feel like you're in a museum and uh, the art pieces that you that you witness you can shrink down in some and some of them most of them you can shrink yourself down and go into actual art which hmm. is incredible only in VR
0: only in VR yep yeah <sighs> man I, I really you know all I, all these all these experiences are really cool um and and i and i really do hope that they help push the medium forward i really do hope that um you know that that, that there are practical uses for all this stuff uh and that and that people really adopt it and use it but man i don't know if you could hear that it's like, uh, like seriously yeah, the most obnoxious sirens ever uh boop, 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 just like it feels like someone's just fucking with you you know the whole time um but yeah no but i've said it before i'll say it one more time and and it's not to be a negative nancy but but god i'm i'm so into vr for the games like i you know we talk all the time about the possibilities for vr like as a training tool as uh, as a way to experience other cultures as a way to experience other towns and cities and blah 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 whatever right just like be able to like travel without ever leaving your apartment and like man i i want to travel but i want to travel until like horizon call of the mountain like i I don't i i care about all the extraneous stuff so little um so uh and and so i hope it does grab me i hope all this extra stuff grabs me because like because right now i I, i'm just not that enthusiastic about uh, everything that they're trying to do um but who knows
1: uh Kramer 3K says, what's the VR museum like on PSVR? I have never been to the museum in dreams, but I know that some people have said that it's amazing. Did you, did you check that one out, Brian? Which museum is this? There, there's a big museum in dreams, like an art museum in dreams. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, I forget what it was called. Um, but yeah, if it's the one I'm thinking of, which was like beautifully done. And it was like really just so many exhibits and just, I mean, and it uses, uh, uses dynamic resolution as dreams does. So, uh, and and so when I played it on PlayStation five, it was just almost like breathtaking. Um, really, really cool, you know, but there's a part of me that was like, eh, (laughs) let's let's go play a wave shooter. (laughs) Yeah. Let's go kill something. Right. And I, and I know that makes me sound like horribly uncultured and like, but, but dude, I spent, I spent so much time in art school. I spent so much time in actual real museums that like, you know, at a certain point you're just like, all right, I've, I've, I've seen what I want to see. I've had enough. I've, I've, it's, I've moved on. Um, I've moved on from enjoying art. (laughs) I think that's why that came out. So let's just, let's just go with that, man. Like, let me make me sound like a, uh, uncultured asshole, which is, which is fine.
1: I can say this. I I agree with you for the most part. 90% of my interest in VR is gaming related. Yeah. Uh, but I can also say that I've spent roughly a dozen hours in the museum of other realities and I still haven't seen it all. Wow! Um, I took my wife there on a date, virtual date. She loved it. This is what we were doing during COVID. I took her to the Museum of uh, Other Realities. Spent three hours in there with her, and she loved it so much that she took my daughter the following day. Wow! And uh, yeah, I mean, it it really is impressive. So uh, wow. I, I get you, and I and I concur. But there are other cool things that I enjoy in VR as well.
0: Yeah, and, and I'm sure I'm sure that as you know, especially when things become part of my preferred platform, right? Like when I don't have to go into dreams to go to do like a museum thing. When I don't have to like you know put on a quest and like connect it to my PC and then do something. You know, when when it's all when everything's just part of PSVR two, uh, that is absolutely where I'm going to want to be because that is. I mean, I, when, when I bought a PSVR one, I pretty much never left the headset. I was in it like 12 hours a day, whether it be for playing games for review or playing games for fun. It was like 12 hours a day, very frequently. And it's come down to like, like no hours a day recently. Uh, so I can't oh, it's wait coming to get back. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's definitely coming back.
1: Enjoy. Enjoy your rest, Brian. We're going to be begging for daylight uh, this time next year.
0: Yeah, big time. Uh, we're going to give a shout out to Oscar Martinez with the $2 tip says, has there been a price set for PSVR 2? There's been a lot of stuff not set for PSVR 2 and a price point and a release date are two of the big things that we're, are waiting to hear directly from Sony. Um, have you, have you put a pizza bet or, or have you placed uh, your prediction down in stone yet? Wes?
1: My, my, my only prediction has been that they, they won't price this higher than the console. Which has been a really interesting stance to take in recent days because uh, apparently representatives from Sony have been non-committal about possibly raising the price of the console, much like uh, Meta did with the Quest 2. So, um, yeah, I've always said $500 is kind of that ceiling for PSVR 2, but if they raise the console up to six then uh, i guess my prediction rises up to 6 as well
0: dude if if they raise the price of the playstation 5 i will fucking literally eat my shorts like it was it was that was the biggest joke on the face of the planet when, when meta raised the price of a 2 year old headset i'm sorry that, that is that is fucking poor business uh, like you, you just don't know how to run a business if you weren't able to make that price sustainable. Like the price is supposed, the the price of parts is supposed to go down. You the price of manufacturing is supposed to go down. It's supposed to become more profitable over time. The fact that they undersold it for so long, in the middle of the pandemic, right? It's, it's not like they released it in with, without knowing that there was a chip shortage going on. It's just poor business, man. They fucked up, and like, and now the world gets to point and laugh. Uh, I'd, I would be so fucking embarrassed if I was running Meta or Facebook or whoever's in charge over there. We know who's in charge over there. You fucked up. Good job. Sony would never do that. Would never do that. They would take a loss uh, or, or a bigger loss on every single console um, over the next two years rather than raise the price, and they don't have well, nearly well. the money that Facebook does.
1: I think that if they were to do something like this, they would be a little more sly about it. Like, I don't think that they would just do a straight price increase on the existing SKUs. I think that they would give us a moderate upgrade, call it a pro, if you will, and probably, uh, you know, give us a $50 upgrade and charge us $100 for it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe something like that. Um, But you're right. They wouldn't just raise the price on something that people have been desperately trying to get a hold of for three years, uh, people would lose their shit if they did that.
0: Yeah. Oh, and, and there's already reports, you know, that they're, you know, they're changing the chipset or whatever in order to lower the cost of manufacturing for the PlayStation five. Uh, and so if that's what they have to do, you know, in order to whatever it's, it, it from a consumer standpoint, it's not going to make any difference whatsoever, right? They're going to buy a PlayStation five and not even know which one they got. doesn't matter whatsoever, same power, same everything. Um, and so, and, and that's, and that's the smart thing to do, right? Lower the cost of production in, in, yeah. in order to make this work. Um, Anyway, uh, my yeah, I am saying four hundred dollars for PSVR two.
1: Um, God, I hope so, man. I, I I know that that makes a lot of sense, uh, but you it's, you still got to drop three fifty to get that PSVR one kit today, which yeah. is just fucking blows my mind.
0: Yeah, well, I think I think the big problem with PSVR one not to start a whole nother episode of gamescast here the big problem with psvr one was that it never took off to the point where you could say okay we need to manufacture five million more of these and then drive the price down at no point was it ever selling at that rate right i i think with psvr two I, I think the, probably the sales projections are going to be much higher so they can they can say hey let's just make five million of these right off the bat right and then and then let's make another five million let's let's you know and, and just keep that up and so that will keep the price down like just inherently by the way that they manufactured them to begin with um
1: I you think I, they're still making them. You think they're still making. Yes, there there are ones ones. At
0: all? I don't know, dude. I don't know. I mean, there's gotta be some just sitting on store shelves. There's oh, gotta yeah.
1: be, it's, it's the Iron Man bundle. I'll look at it every time I go in there. It's got dust all over it. <laughs>
0: is, is there just one or is there a stack of them?
1: Uh, there's three or four of them in there. Yeah. 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 The, the, nobody's buying them.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, And before we go, of course, we have genetic blasphemy, the talk positive squid cat. I love when people change their names Um, mid-show. Now now talk positive is a word we use. Uh, $5 tip says, I could create a dreams museum of my own. Would you guys really go? It would be a lot of alien creatures, probably. The museum of exofauna, maybe. Hmm. I mean, any excuse to head into dreams, man. I'm always happy.
1: I, I would say that a good a good percentage of the things I've done in Dreams could be classified as a museum of alien creatures.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's true. Pretty much anything. Uh yeah, actually pretty much anything that I've played. So
1: But yeah, man, if if you make it they will come. That's what they say anyway.
0: Yeah. I think every everything I've played from the uh, war garbles made definitely feels like a museum oh, a museum yeah. of alien I mean, creatures.
1: By, by the way, before we sign off, really quickly, yeah. I, I, last time I was in Whiplash, that had three levels. Mm-hmm. Is there another one in there yet? I don't know. I thought wasn't he overhauling it or something?
0: I I, I keep I, I keep up with Ethan on uh, on Twitter, but but I I haven't had a chance to stop in and actually see the updates themselves. Um, but he's been putting a lot of work into something lately.
1: Man, I love Whiplash. It was so good. Like, yeah. I was very impressed
0: with it. Especially that first level because if, because it was, he was really leaning into the horror on the first level. And, uh, and I think he, he kind of killed it. He did a great job. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. If, you've got, if you've got dreams, go play whiplash and get your M controller okay, cool. out because it supports the M. All right, you guys. Uh, thank you everybody who hung out and, uh, and, and participated in the show. Uh, don't forget guys, uh, subscribe to the virtual strangers. Uh, I've, I've said this time and time again, uh, but the, the reason that Wes is on the show is because, well, because Virtual Strangers was the only other VR channel I watched other than Without Parole. Um, <laughs> yeah, really like what you guys are doing over there. You're so chill, so laid back. Um, you can I can watch you guys and and uh, not have to turn the volume down every five seconds. Uh, so I really enjoy the adult uh, the adultness of your channel. Uh, so please, guys, subscribe to Virtual Strangers. The link is in the description below. Um, spread the VR love. Uh, when psvr2 comes out there's going to be way more than any one channel could ever handle uh and so you're going to want to have a nice breadth of different subscriptions to be able to bounce around to see everyone's perspective and uh and and hear everyone's reviews of different games um and so uh you know you don't you don't need anyone other than me and wes but you know at least have me and wes oh and probably aj and miles i guess i should be nice yeah yeah them too it's not like they're watching wes so we can say whatever we want
1: yeah and we probably will.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, and of course everybody thanks to everybody who helps the channel run. You know the sci-fi game cat Henry gets the timestamps into this sucker a few hours after it airs. Uh, I've, and I've said it before, if uh, if, if sci-fi game cat Henry doesn't do the timestamps, no one's gonna. So be nice to him, be respectful. Uh, also, uh, Jay Meow. Uh, gets this thing up on podcast services of your choice. You also got without up and running. Uh, so we're very thankful to him. Uh thank you to everybody who hung out in the chat. Thank you everybody who helped me in 20 questions. Uh, thank you to everybody who donated. Thanks to everybody who supports us on patreon.com slash without parole games and thank you to everybody who sat back and watched the show didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there and we love you just as much. Happy West day everybody let's get out of here. Bye bye <laughs> I got nothing, man. I was gonna make a Jeopardy joke, but I, I my brain's not functioning fast enough <laughs>
1: to do it. Uh, I'll take dead brain sales for a thousand.
0: For real, dude. For real. One of those days. Uh are you doing a show tonight?
1: Yes. Yes, we are doing a show tonight. We're going to uh well we're starting a new format for the Wednesday show, at least through the, the until the next gen gets here. Well we're we're gonna every week we're gonna try to feature a classic game, a new release and then uh, a mod. So uh, the classic game we're, we're featuring tonight is Edge of Nowhere. Uh, if we talk about a new release, it'll probably be the Labyrinth Walkabout Mini Golf because that's nice. what we played this week. And then we're doing, for the PC mod, we're doing uh, Firewatch.
0: Oh, awesome. Firewatch was, yeah. Firewatch was great. I don't think I ever beat that game, though. I know it's not terribly long. I just uh, I only played the intro, and I was like, this is good. I can't wait to get back to it. And then, like, a hundred other games,
1: I never went back to it. That's awesome. Love it. I'm about to go to it right now. Nice. Uh,
0: well, definitely be tuning in over there. Oh, if maybe not tonight actually. I uh, I think it was uh I think it was Donnie in the chat asking what happened with the poll question. The poll question says are you interested in theater 42? Uh 38% of you said yes, you are interested in theater 42. 39% said no, and 22% said it should have been called theater 420. There you go. Horrible, horrible joke! You guys really shouldn't encourage me at all.
1: One in, one in four viewers uh, partakes, is what I would uh, <laughs> I would say we can take from this poll.
0: I, I think I think that the without parole percentage is much higher than one in four.
1: <laughs> Probably right. I, I would say that there's a a good percentage that voted yes that really kind of struggled with it that they really wanted to go for the four twenty.
0: Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think everyone smokes pot. I, I need I need to get back into it. That's all I gotta say. Just make I think it'll make everything better.
1: So. Uh that that's what it does. <laughs>